Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so as we take you all the way up through the end of the hour, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, No LeVar Arrington with us today. Uh, LeVar enjoying a much-deserved day off, Uh, so it is just uh, Brady Quinn and I here uh, doing the show, Uh, just hustling here on a Friday. Working really hard. I, I thought maybe we we heard a story in headline or lie that was about. It. I, I mean, sure. listen, yeah. uh, you know, I can't uh, confirm nor deny that, uh, and I want to emphasize not deny that story uh, here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> but uh, you know, listen, uh, uh, he's been doing TV. He was, uh, you know, on uh, Undisputed. Um, yeah. You know, earlier this week. Now I might have confused Th- that'll you. That'll force you to take a day off. See, yeah. I, I I screwed up because I confused you and I said it was first things first, and you were like, "Well, how's that?" possible that our show's on uh, during that right. time but i just wasn't uh you know so i messed that up so i own it you know honest guy here through and through that's what i try and do try and be honest and be good accountable. for you yeah good for you that's what i do yeah, I, feel like, I feel like there's uh, some people out there who aren't being honest right no now. definitely not uh but you know i mean it is uh we should point out that uh you know the day of the week um and since i am honest and accountable for uh you know for things that i say or do on this show i also want to turn it back to you and give you credit because it was weeks and weeks and months and months ago here <laughs> on fox sports radio that uh brady quinn uh pounded the table like literally pounded the table and said you know what we need a theme every friday and we thought well what's the theme gonna be and he's like i'm telling you guys i don't care if it's march i don't care if there's no more games i don't care if people are being inundated with college basketball or the nba or whatever else sport is going on the winter olympics you name it it's a friday which means it's a football friday here yeah. on fsr yeah friday yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Pylon. First down. Yeah. Charger security. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it's a football Friday. You have to understand. It's always a football Friday. Know the Chargers security guard reference. Yeah, we've got to You have to explain uh, it to this audience. They don't understand that. They don't know it as widely as the West Coast does because that kind of stuff happens out there. It doesn't happen on the East Coast yeah. as much. So, um, there was a, a viral video that went around years ago. Um, where there was a security guard working uh, a Chargers game uh, in a red sort of trench coat security jacket, um, his hat lowered. Uh, he was standing not far from um, the cheerleaders, and it uh, it looked like he was uh, 
really looking uh, for that uh, that last quarter uh, in his front pocket to make yeah. a phone call. Searching you know. for some change. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, the weird thing was he was so fixated on the cheerleaders. Yeah, I, just, I don't. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was strange. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, the video went around. Uh, the guy got in trouble and uh, never to be heard from again. He, yeah, he got in trouble. Yeah. I mean, for for which part? The fact that he wasn't doing his job, or the uh, the fact that he found a hole in his pocket and all of a sudden he <laughs> became a with it. Not quite sure. I, I do have a question for you, though, on that yeah. subject. Um, you know, if, the, if he did turn to like, uh, if he yeah. did turn to like adult films, um, which name do you think he would go with? Would he go with Marion Butts or Stan Humphreys? Like, which, like, which, if which name do you think he would have uh, probably gone with? Uh, oh, that's on, uh, a tough call. Is, is there a third option? Um, like, not that is, I can you incorporate of. anything with Dan Fouts? No, um, I definitely can't. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I probably can. I just don't want to because I really like my job. Uh, so uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> I, there's that. I, I think the first one. It just uh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, all right, so there it is. We've cleared it up. So for those of you By wondering the way, about the reference, there yeah, it is. Yeah, well, if people were tuning in wondering, too, hey, why did this guy, Tyquan Thornton, have the fastest 40 time only to come to find out? Uh, he was he ran a 428. It wasn't anything close to yes. it. Yes. Uh, it's, well, the NFL lies. Yeah. Uh, much like they actually care about the safety and security <laughs> of the players or cheerleaders. Yes. That's why they allow in a stadium them to hire a guy who's playing pocket pool yeah. uh, instead of actually trying to secure the field. <laughs> if uh, if you, uh, you went to bed last night, they that the uh, wide receiver out of Baylor, uh, Taquan Thornton, uh, ran a uh, you know sub four three forty. Uh, in fact, uh, you know ran uh, you know Taquan Thornton rather ran a uh, you know what is it a four the fastest two, ever four, four two one, two one yeah. fastest ever. If you went to bed thinking that was true. Um, we got news for you. Uh, it was not true. Uh, and not only was that not true, several other times uh, were also not true. Chris Alave of Ohio State, he was a sub-4-3 guy. No, that wasn't true. Uh, those were the unofficial results. Those got a lot of noise. People really ran with those. But then when it was the the actual numbers came out, the official times came out, uh, just sort of uh, you know a, a whimper on social media. And so, uh, so now those guys uh, and people are looking around going, so why? why why were we lied to? It just like I, I don't understand. And it was as we pointed out last, uh, you know, to start the show. You know, the NFL doesn't care. Like yeah, they, they don't care. They they know you'll be back. Right. <laughs> yeah, like th- this will be fine. Oh, you don't like that pass interference call? Uh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, you'll be back. You can complain yeah. all you want about officiating. You're going to be back yeah. next week. Uh, uh, go ahead and add us on Twitter at NFL uh, <laughs> because the more engagement, the more responses we get, the more you get sucked into just continually allowing our sport. When again, the Super Bowl has already been played. There, this is not the season. What other professional sports league continues to drive the news cycle, drive ratings for events that, I mean, last time I checked, what does a guy run straight down the field in a t-shirt and shorts on an NFL field? What does that ever matter to me? <laughs> I mean, outside of a streaker, maybe, which usually he's got a t-shirt on, no shorts underneath, right? He's porky pigging it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> good. when's the last time that's ever mattered? But now it does, or at least they make you think it does. Like, they make you think this entire event in Indianapolis matters. When the truth is, the only thing that really matters from this is the medical, which is why it was started in the first place, so they could have a baseline of medical for every team, for all these prospects, and then the interview process. So they have an opportunity to interview these guys, test these guys mentally, emotionally. There's all sorts of testing they do. 
And then on top of that, actually interview, sit down, talk to the guy. So it's just crazy to me now. They came with the idea of, hey, let's just put this thing in prime time because everyone loves watching how fast these guys are, how high they jump, what they look like throwing in T-shirt and shorts, and we can make money off it. And that's what they're doing because people buy into that. They love thinking that this is going to help at some point their team get to know these players for next year once these guys are drafted. What is the uh, most – what would you say is more important, the bench or the 40? To, to an actual I mean, NFL the 40, game. If, the okay. 40, if, if you're being honest. Okay. Like, the bench literally has nothing to do with okay. football. I, I forget who said it, but they were like, uh, if a guy has to has to be on his back and bench press 225 <laughs> 40 times, uh, it's not a good thing in the NFL. I remember uh, this guy, uh, the, our high school football team was so bad. And, I, and, and if you thought they were bad, I was even worse. And I remember this uh, strength coach, they brought in this uh, quote-unquote strength coach in. And he's like, uh, yes, I gave you guys a day to see how you worked out. I noticed there were a lot of you hanging around the bench. He goes, I got news for you. If you're in the middle of a game and you find yourself on your back uh, having to uh, to lift somebody off you, it probably means you lost that play. Like, it's like, you know, so so maybe get in the squat rack. Maybe uh, start looking at some other things. I'll never forget he said that. Uh, now, do you want to tell uh, your tale of the bench press uh, here? Uh, oh, I don't believe that you've sure. done this yet uh, here sure. on national radio here. If you want to know what, what <laughs> level meathead oh, yeah, Brady Quinn time. is, Big this time. is exhibit a big time yeah um so um i had torn my pcl in the sugar bowl which was uh was a new year's game right and you have to remember you know right now we're talking about a combine that's beginning now in march back then uh and that got pushed back because the super bowl got pushed back an extra week this year so usually it's at the end of february so we're actually a week later than it normally was so we get uh, we get out of the bowl game. I tear my PCL, and which at the time I think it happened in the first quarter. We didn't know what was wrong. Like I already had an issue with my other knee. Um, I, I had uh, popped a bursa sac, so I kept having to get it drained because mm. it'd fill up with blood and swell up. And so I was getting that done at halftime. Right. But we also we also were like I, like it felt loose. We weren't sure what was going on. I was like, just put a good old Don Joy on it. Our, our favorite knee brace yes. brand. Put a Donjoy on it. I'm just going to go out there and try to finish out the rest of the game. Like, I'm not going out like this. So we get done with the game, and now you're in kind of recovery mode. Like, all right, what happens next? I go see Dr. Andrews. Uh, we go through the protocol of, and which for people who don't know, Dr. Andrews is like the most famous orthopedic there is uh, as far as knees, shoulders. He's the guy who traditionally did all the surgeries. He's now – he actually used to be with the, the Washington Commanders, uh, obviously a different team name back then. But he's since uh, kind of you know, faded a little bit. He's got his fellows who mostly do it. Uh, but he's like the name that everyone talks about and knows. So I go visit him. He's like, hey, it's a PCL. It's a tear, but we don't do surgery for this thing. You're just going to have to rehab it. It's going to take about you know six to eight weeks before you start to feel more yourself. Um, and so I, I go out to Arizona, I start rehabbing, start training with a bunch of guys, you know, Adrian Peterson, for example, is out there. Um, you know, I forget who else was in our class, Paul Pozlesny, Patrick Willis, uh, just an incredible class of guys, uh, out there working out training together. Jamarcus Russell, I'm sure he was putting in the work. You know, he was out there. He wasn't with our group though. He, yeah. he, well, one, he didn't really show up ever, but <laughs> he's, he, he was out in Arizona. He'd come through at the field. He was very rarely ever there actually for like speed training workouts and all that. That, which, mind you, when you had a howitzer like his arm, uh, he pretty much knew he was going number one the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, I just, so I digress. Uh, I'm out there rehabbing training, and 
you know, as I'm training, I'm like, man, this thing is not going to be ready in time for the combine. And, and I'm just trying to get it healthy enough to be able to throw up my pro day, which was the week following the combine. So it was in early March. And so we get to the combine and the guy who, so every group of players is attached to a scout and those scouts are from various teams. Our scout happened to be from the Denver Broncos. And, you know, he was, he was talking to us through this, the course of the process. And he kind of said, all right, what are you going to be doing here? I said, honestly, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm, I'm trying to just, you know, focus on throwing on my pro day. Uh, so I'll be, you know, just interviewing, doing the medical. And then, and that's it for now. I, I didn't want to, I don't want to advertise or tell everyone that I had a torn PCL. I didn't want anyone to hold that against me. So we get up to the bench press, and, and even though you're not going to participate, like you have to go say, you know, I'm not participating in this, in this. You have to actually announce it. And as we're going through all these quarterbacks one by one are saying, oh, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. And he keeps egging me on. He's like, come on, man. He's like, you can break it. He's like, Jay Cutler, you know, our quarterback, he broke it the year before. You can break the record. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, this is such a bad idea. And so I call – my coach at the time, Charlie Weiss, and he gives me an earful. Like if, if you were offended by what Damon had, had maybe said a little bit earlier, <laughs> there's a lot more four-letter words that came to my ear about how dumb I was and everything else because why would I risk you know hurting my peck or benching when I've got a pro day coming up that I need to throw at? Then I call my agent, and he much more eloquently tried to talk me out of it as well. And then like any young, dumb 22-year-old, I was like, man, screw it. I can't do anything else, so why don't I at least do this physically and see how well I can do, right? I kind of felt challenged. And so I forget how many I ended up getting, um, but I beat I beat uh, Jay Cutler's deal. <laughs> and then, like, next thing I know, they're like, oh, let's go talk about it on NFL Network. And I'm going, <laughs> look, I was bored sitting there, like, having to go through all of this. I think we had to take the Wonderlick like, immediately after. And you get such an adrenaline rush when you do something like that. I remember, like trying to open up the, t- the Wonderlick test itself, and the first two pages were stuck together. So I'm looking, I'm like, why does this not match up on my Scantron? And it's, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm on page three. I probably wasted a good minute because I was trying not to rip the test because my hands were still shaking from all the adrenaline from the bench press. Uh, I um, mean, yeah. I, like, I like how you're trying to point the finger at the scout, point the finger yeah, at the well, circumstance. Yeah. You're a meathead. 100%. Yes. I, I, I will admit that. Too. I love working. Working out, I love that adrenaline rush. Uh, I just wasn't really like I wasn't planning and thinking. Like the hard thing was, I was never planning on actually testing it, so I was disappointed with the result. I wanted to have a little bit, you know, a little more. Uh, it's just uh, glorious. Now uh, I do have a um, impromptu game uh, for Brady Quinn here on the air. A little impromptu, uh, you know, a fun little game here. Uh, you know, this is uh, unscripted, but a little bit of research here uh, on the fly. I have a fun little game. So game show music, please for. Uh, for Brady Quinn. Uh, there it goes. Uh, all right, so here we are, Brady. Uh, now, you mentioned you didn't know how many you did on the bench press at the Combine. Uh, you did 24. 24 okay. reps of 225, right? So just a powerhouse through and through. Uh, you, uh, you know, obviously beat Jay Cutler. He was at 23. I think some people would be surprised Jay was that strong, uh, but uh, he was at 23. So I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, questions here. Who was number one? Who holds the all-time bench press record at quarterback at the NFL Combine, right? And they beat you by one. Ooh. Um, I had heard that some guy who was a lower-level college, like a big guy, had ended up winning it. I have no idea All what right. his name is. So I'll is. give you a couple of clues. All right, so okay. clue number one. 
Sam Houston State. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to guess his name. All right. Clue number two. It was two years after you, 2009. Yeah. If you would have told, I, I think he weighed like 260. All right. Do you have his weight? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, let me look this up. Uh, 225. 6'2", 225. No way. Yeah. I thought the guy was way bigger. No. 6'2", 225. Huh. Sam Houston State. Initials R.B. I don't know. Rhett Bomar. Oh, was it Rhett? Yes. I, I, I think there Sam was someone Houston else. State. I think there was someone else who did more than that, though. Uh, no, it says uh, here uh, that he is the. Well, I mean, look, well, this is according to NFL.com. You know, they would never lie about anything. So uh, wow. it's uh, he's got twenty five. Uh, so you are number two at twenty four. Jay Cutler is three. Tavares Jackson uh, is four at twenty two, uh, followed by Levi Brown, Tim Hiller, Kurt Bankert, and Anthony Morelli. How about that? Those are your uh, all time bench press records at quarterback. Uh, and our own Brady Quinn sits at number two. Which I'm talking about. I could have sworn, I'm telling you, I thought there was a bigger guy who ended up beating it, um, and I can't remember his name, but it was like kind of obscure, but I, th- I could have sworn I remember seeing that. Like, and he beat it by a few. Well, I mean, listen, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we're not really worried about number one. We focus on number two here. It's two pros and a cup of joe, and uh, that sounded weird. <laughs> All right, that sounded bad. That's not what I meant. Uh, you know, more uh, putting the focus on. That's not what I meant at all. But uh, there no, we it is. Do focus on number two, let, let me sure. let me tell you something. People wonder. So why did EAS get behind Brady Quinn? Twenty four reps on the bench is why. All right, so kiss our ass. That's how yeah. it goes. All right. All right. Uh, brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com/slash/match. Limitations apply. All right. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn. Jonas Knox of the year on FSR. Coming up next, a potential franchise quarterback got bad news. Bad news in the last 24 hours. We'll get to that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mom Brady, you're gonna have to do vocals today. No Lavar. No, I'm not yeah, doing this. Come on. <laughs> come I'm on. not doing this. All right, Berto, you're up. You're doing vocals. <laughs> come on. You know what it is? I don't know the lyrics. I can probably yeah, look them up. But uh yeah. Yeah, it's not like the Pearl Jam song where you don't need to know him. You can just uh, exactly. pretend. Yeah, exactly. it's too bad. Yeah. Uh it is uh what uh drum is that, by the way? Do you happen to know? Uh, uh, I believe it's called a piccolo snare. That's a good point. Uh, very good point. Uh, there it is. Uh, Mr. Music Brady Quinn, not just a power lifter. Uh, there's yeah. more to the man than uh, you see on uh, national oh, television. Or by radio. the way, that's actually a great point. Yeah. Um, you do know, as I constantly try to remind you on the show, yeah. um, you were wrong. The guy who's actually done the most 225 bench reps is a guy named Jason Boltis. He, as, as I tried to explain to you before, He's a small school guy. He's not as big as I thought. I thought he was heavier than 225, no! but similar to um, to Rhett Bomar, about the same height. He was a little taller, but weighed 225. He did it 225 26 times. Uh, went to Hartwick. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I go by uh, – I, yeah. I told you I'm going by NFL.com, and that were, right. they, they were and, probably and, wrong, and, and, and no, I said that. So I shouldn't be accused of anything here. Here's what happened. 
he's such a small school guy that I just think he was kind of obscure. I don't believe he had an NFL career. And so I, I think they just kind of eliminated him, which is, sure. is unfortunately what they do. Like one of the things they do that a lot of people don't realize is when they're throwing to running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, it's not the same quarterback group that, that's there, right? Like Kenny Pickett to me is the, is the top quarterback in this draft class. He's not throwing all the time to those guys. Those top quarterbacks are only thrown to the wide receivers. And then they have like other guys who are fringe guys that got an invite. They have to come and show up and throw all the routes. So De'Ara King, for example, who was a Houston transfer to Miami, then he got hurt. He's here. He's, ta- he's doing all this stuff, but he's like also throwing as well to other position groups, even though he's not being highlighted quite as much. So okay. unfortunately, that, th- like that's how they find extra arms to come in and throw. Okay, what, what's this guy's name again? This guy who uh, is, is not on NFL.com. Boltus. Jason Boltus. Yeah. All right, let me uh, just look. Hartwick College in New York. All right, Jason Boltus. How do you spell last name? Uh, it's like Bolt and then U.S. Okay, Bolt. U.S. All right, let's go ahead and see if I can get confirmation on this. Um, pretty yoke dude. Uh, that was a while ago. 2009. Actually, the same year of the player that you claimed. Well, listen, uh, I don't... uh... I mean, I'm going by NFL.com. So, again, I told you, look, if they'll fib about the 40-yard dashes, what won't they fib about there at the Combine? So, you know, I apologize to Jason Boltus. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, look, we're giving him some pub, hey. giving him some crib. Yeah. But he is the actual 225 bench press record holder for quarterback. God, I, I can't believe Which you. doesn't matter. I, at all. I can't believe you guys. Would, I, I would rip my rotator cuff off my body if, if that were me trying to put up that much weight. That many times. That's just that's just a problem. Uh, but uh, again, Viva uh, Mexico. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Jerry. <laughs> uh, there is Jerry Jonah, uh, Jerry Jones, live uh, from our affiliate in uh, Tijuana, checking in on the show. And here. remember, some of us cowboys. We appreciate it, uh, Jerry. <laughs> uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on FSR. It is uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here, Fox Sports Radio. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, and you need Indeed because Indeed's power. Hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting indeed.com slash credit. All right, so well, listen, uh, well, he's not showing up because he's hungover. All right, so uh, scratch that. Uh, let's. Uh, We're going to get into a uh, conversation about uh, some troubling news potentially for a franchise quarterback. We'll have that for you here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, a man who could throw up 225 30 times. In huh. fact, I would take Eddie Garcia to put up more bench press reps at 225 over every other anchor at the network. Wow. Clean. How about that, Eddie? Clean, not on anything, uh, not on any uh, additives. Yeah. Uh, David no, Gascon, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that Eddie makes Garcia. Sense. That's why he's got that. Big I mean, deal. yeah, you know, right? thankfully Tom Looney isn't working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> true. You know, if we're if we're drug tested, then that's a different story. But then, yeah, Tom oh look, he just got back from Mexico. Yeah, the, the great the great part about Looney was is uh, if he was hungry. He was no issue whatsoever if he wanted to take food of yours out of the fridge. Well, not a problem. No shame in his game. Just would take whatever he wanted out of the fridge. That's how it worked. He always ate things that 
stunk up the the yes. studio too. Dan Byer would Man, get so pissed because uh, Looney would eat like this awful garlic chicken or whatever it was, uh, salt free, all the other crap, broccoli, yeah. and then throw it in the trash can in the update studio. <laughs> it and, would just reek. Oh, you know? Byer would walk in and it would smell so yeah. bad he would get pissed. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we miss him. We should yeah, miss we, him. Yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have another edition of the BQ News coming up 15 minutes from now here on FSR. Uh, you know, brand spanking new imaging for that uh, coming up here <laughs> in, uh, in about 15 minutes. <laughs> Hey, look, you know, nobody knows nothing, all right? No, nobody knows nothing. It's a new audience. Uh, they're coming and going. Uh, all right, so uh, let's get into uh, this discussion here on um, apparently some guy who all of a sudden, uh, you know, has, has turned into uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh uh, Kenny Pickett's hand size. Uh, apparently, this is uh, the big, uh, the big conversation. Brady Quinn because he's got uh, what is it, eight and a half inches on the hands. Correct. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know the uh, the thing that was floating around was well, that's smaller than any starting quarterback in the NFL this year. The only one closer is Taysom Hill, and even he has bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. So uh, wh- wh- what is this crap? All right, is there anything to this? Is this um, you know he's pushed back on it, but you've got people that are really, really. Concerned concerned about this and him potentially having to play in cold weather did, did you watch him throw yesterday I, uh, I thought he threw the best of all the quarterbacks so i'm not sure it matters so much I, why 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 is this such a hang-up for for um, so many people okay so let's just kind of go through why people think this matters so hand size obviously matters when you're talking about ball security and the nfl footballs are longer and <laughs> girthier than the college football <laughs> Um, yeah, right. I, I knew this conversation could never be a serious conversation. I, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roberto's um, got the problem. I'm fine here. So there's a couple other subtle differences, too. The laces on a college ball, they now have additional grip. So they're actually tacky and grippy. They're like almost kind of a rubberized uh, material. That's not what the NFL balls are like. They're just laces. And so you have additional grip there at the college level. You know that half stripe that's on the ball at the yeah. college level? Yeah. Those are also grippy. So instead, the NFL doesn't have that. And, and actually, the old footballs used to have paint, which was actually slick towards the end of the football. Now they have more grip to them. So there's actually a lot of advantages to the college ball, given its smaller size and also grip on various parts, compared to an NFL ball that uh, is bigger. And actually, as you notice, when it comes out of the box, it's red. It's not brown yeah. like you see in the game. And so it go, you go through an entire process throughout the week of breaking in the footballs by brushing them to get some of that sheen and shine off. You'll, you'll mix in some dirt. You'll actually sometimes wipe them down with a towel. Uh, people do all sorts of different things to get more of that brownish tackiness out of the actual leather on the, on the pigskin, on the football. So that's the first thing. And, and it obviously helps you to have a bigger hand, to have a better grip, better ball security with it. And then the most important thing is playing in adverse conditions, like Kenny Pickett played in a pit, being able to throw a tighter spiral and control the ball to be more accurate. So, so that's why it matters. And there's this thought that, well, if you've got a bigger hand, you can better secure the football and you can better control the football. So, Okay, Ben Roethlisberger wore gloves, what, like the last five, six years of his career? Couldn't Kenny Pickett, if there was really a problem, just wear gloves? I mean, well, he, it, he wears gloves. Okay, so but like the, the he idea, he wears two gloves already. So, okay, like the re, the reality, and he wore two gloves throwing an indie, and he had no problem 
throwing an indie. So we make a big deal about it because he's in the first percentile. Like we've, we haven't seen, I'll put it this way. We've never seen a quarterback with eight and one quarter inch hands. Now he actually originally was measured like that length at some point, And then he didn't get his hand measured at the senior bowl because you can go through these like stretching protocols and it helped to give him an extra quarter of an inch. So he measured eight and a half, which is still the one percentile, the smallest hand for a starting quarterback in the NFL. So that's why people are making a big deal, because we've never seen a quarterback go in and start with a hand size that small. It's like so if if he can wear gloves and and Ben Roethlisberger wore gloves in Pittsburgh, just for example, like why is this? Why are people so hung up on this crap? Is this just because there's there's nothing else to talk about? Is it if they don't like the fake slide, so they want to find something wrong with them and 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 they got to you know pick and choose that this is you know this is the hill they're going to die on? I just I I don't understand. It just feels like there's a lot of people and and I've seen. This isn't just like one or two people. I've seen people that have said, man, I, I just don't know that I would draft him if I'm a cold weather team. He played at Pitt. Right. Like he didn't play in Honolulu. He played at Pitt. Literally what am I missing? In an NFL stadium. Yes. Heinz Field, which <laughs> I can't. I mean, in adverse conditions, all of that. It, it, it's bizarre. It really is. I, I've never put much stock into it. Joe Burrow had a, a smaller hand size. I mean, nine's, nine inches is kind of like that threshold. Um, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes was quoted as having a smaller hand size. I mean, the whole thing is just bizarre. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's much to do about nothing. But at this point in time, you know, everyone's trying to find flaws in these guys. Like, that's what they're trying to do. Teams try to talk themselves out of why to take a draft pick only to reinforce why they want to take a kid. And so that's, that's the biggest difference between college and the NFL. In college, it's all about what the kids can do. Once you get to the NFL level, it's all about what you can't do. And then you got to figure out a way of hopefully fixing that or improving that in order to be able to remain. And, and let me just say this, all right? You know how the uh, deflate gate stuff happened, and then over the past a few months, it's come out that the NFL basically botched that. And uh, you know, I don't want anyone touching the yeah. balls after that. Listen, I don't want anyone rubbing them. I hear you. To Tom. me, those balls are perfect. I, I hear you, Tom. Those are you know uh, my l- famous last words. But when the NFL uh, has basically it's come out afterwards, the NFL looks foolish in that whole investigation, right? There was nothing there. Um, they, they said that, oh, well, you know, we gotten rid of the evidence. And yeah, blah. We, said we, we try to find the evidence, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's okay. Solving. So, you know, the NFL doesn't want to bark up that tree again. They don't want to have that investigation again. So if you really have a problem with Kenny Pickett's hand size, just tell them to take a little bit of air out of the footballs. They're not going to open up an investigation again. That that blew up in their face like like a bag of turds. Like like if if you're if you're if you're whoever drafts Kenny Pickett, be like, dude, do what you got to do. They're not going to go down that road again. They they got embarrassed last time. There's so, no way they're going to kick the tires on that. That's the funny thing too, right? There's there's a spectrum in which you can pump up the football. I, I want to say you've got like either half half a pound or a pound of air between like. 13.5 PSI to like 14.5, something like that. And some quarterbacks who have bigger hands or guys who like the ball to be more inflated, like Aaron Rodgers, for example, they'll pump it up to 14.5, if not 15. Like they'll be over that number. And they feel like that gives them a more rounder ball, a better feel. And then if you have a guy who maybe has a smaller hand, um, he wants to take a little less out. So he'd rather be on like the 13.5 PSI measurement as opposed to 14 and a half. So it sounds stupid, but the reality is you have like a pound 
of of I guess you know air pressure one way or another that you can manipulate the ball to kind of adjust to your hand. And teams do this all the time. Like your equipment manager will will sit there with you and you'll inflate it to a point where you need to to make it legal. And then as you go outside in the cold weather, it'll naturally, all right, I do the ideal gas law is yes. what it's called. Yeah. It'll naturally actually go under that number, which is what they found in Deflategate. And they've known now for a number of years since this became a quote-unquote issue, even though it never should have been. It, it should, what a bizarre non-story, man. That, that is, uh, that's funny. Uh, all right, it is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here at Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common. And sense. All right, coming up next, uh, it is the BQ News. We're going to put a bow on this bad boy. It's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to be uh, back on the air, the three of us, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific here, coming up on Monday on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, including the epic return of Headliner Lie, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com after we go off the air. I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Las Vegas, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 Draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during Draft Weekend, April 28th through the 30th. The prize package and includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to to Vegas during draft weekend. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. (laughs) That's some fresh-ass imaging there. That sounded very similar to the segment earlier for today's show. (laughs) Top-notch, baby. Hey, uh, is that Fresca, Roberto? Is that how you say fresh? Fresca, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should we we hear that again? Should we play that again? I want to hear it one more time. Yeah, make make it three times on the show today. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Uh, All right, right. what do we got? Let's get it kicked off. Uh, This one's kind of interesting. Uh, A Virginia sheriff's office is praising a goat for assistance in chasing a suspect. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, The goat, named Gracie, helped two deputies flush out a suspect they were chasing. And, uh, yeah, they they took pictures with it, little video footage and all that. But the uh, officers were on foot pursuit uh, from a fleeing suspect. And basically the goat uh, helped kind of push out the suspect. (laughs) The the goat's got – 
couple little horns, but it, it got territorial of its uh, of its area of its space and helped to actually push out the suspect on foot that eventually was fleeing and uh, ended up being in the arms of the uh, police officers. Oh, I mean, like this police department can't afford a canine. Uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics of what group this was. Oh, I mean, um, well, we should we should break this down. All right. See, yeah. I feel like that's maybe the least in, like a bunny rabbit is the only other thing less intimidating to chase down a suspect than a goat. Because have you ever have you ever like uh, encountered a goat or had one charge you? All okay, right. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought okay. this up. Yes. So there is like one of those petting farms where you can go and like feed the horses, yeah. feed the goats, and they're know. awful. Yeah. Well. The problem is there's crap everywhere. Yes. Like, you can't walk out there and feed the animals yeah. without someone stepping on poop, especially, yeah. like, our kids who are 5, 3, and 2. Like, you might as well just throw away the shoes because they're just covered in animal yep. feces. So we go out to this little petting zoo farm area, and uh, there happens to be a little goat out there. And obviously, you're taking out food to help feed them. Well, this one little rascal was being rather aggressive. And at one point, he literally lowered his head and bucked my wife. And so I took him, I kid you not, by the horns and dragged him over to the corner of the pen. Then he started, like, kicking at the dirt like he was going to charge me. And sure enough, as I'm sitting there holding out food and trying to give it, I turn my back. He comes over and rams me. And so I just grabbed the thing, pick him up, move him. Someone from the place came out. They're like, no, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, he tends to act up sometimes. He gets selfish about the food. And they're trying to explain why my kids are scared to death. At one point, I was just pulling the thing around by its horn, holding another kid in my arms. They were crying because yeah. they thought the goat was going to knock him over. It's the easiest defense in the world. You grab it by the horns, and you could do whatever you want with it. I'm to like if a goat charges you. Little tip for people out there: if you encounter a goat, um, if a goat charges you, grab it by the horns and maneuver it like it's a laundry basket. Like it's not going to do anything. So no. the fact that this guy got caught and them using a goat, I think they should add six months more onto whatever time he has to serve. Just like yeah. that. How about that? That's how we get That's things cool. done here on the show. All right. Let's, let's go to the next story. Are you the type of guy that eats leftovers? Depends. Depends on the leftover. Leftover pizza is good. Um, leftover salad, not so much. Uh, it just depends on what it is. Okay. What about leftover noodles? Like ramen noodles or like uh, spaghetti like noodles? Like lo mein. Lo mein. Probably right, not. I'll just get into it. Yeah, probably A not. A New England college student had his legs amputated after eating some leftover lo mein noodles. Uh, it's it's kind of tragic and scary. Now, he's doing much better now, but the 19-year-old man, he uh, was admitted into the PQ, which is the pediatric, pediatric intensive care unit, uh, in Mass General, uh, as a result of becoming in shock, he had organ failure and a really massive rash. They actually had to like airlift him and eventually amputate uh, both legs uh, after eating what was a mixture of, I think it was chicken, uh, lo mein noodles. There were some vegetables in there. And here's the crazy part. His roommate ate the same thing. Now, he began vomiting and experienced chills, general weakness. But, he, you know, that was it. That was where it ended for him. 
So he was fine. Jesus. But the other individual was the one that ended up being taken to the emergency room, uh, and his skin developed this, like, purplish discoloration rash. Kind of scary deal, but oh. got to be careful about eating leftovers. Wait, hold, hold on a second. So they had it the night before, and it was fine, but when they ate it as a leftover, that's when it got funky? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, rice, chicken, and a little uh, lobain. I and mean, it was from a restaurant. They didn't make it either. That's the interesting thing. Hey, wow. Way, way to uh, send us off in, uh, on a good note, man. Like this well, is I mean, a, sorry. I'm just, I was making sure, you know, you weren't going to go eat any leftovers. Uh, uh, all of a I mean, sudden, blowing up your toilet. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me read the obituaries before we go. Let's see what we got here. Let me see uh, anything. Uh, oh, that's not as nasty as that. That's just well done there on the BQ News.